Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. So, inside the last couple of hours now, people will be will certainly be back timing now to see if they can get through with just one more pit stop. Joe Bradley is down in the pit lane and Owen Trinkler from the 64 car which has brought out this full course yellow looked like a left rear problem to me either a puncture or maybe the wheel coming off the hub Joe. Owen what do you know about that then? Yeah, I mean, just from what I hear on the radio that Matt got hit by another prototype out there. That's the second time that's happened for us. Uh, I'm not sure what corner it was, but that's what happened to us at 3 a.m. So sometimes those guys get a little too aggressive, and uh, that's the same corner, the left rear, that we had an issue with last night with you and uh, took us out of contention you know, for a podium here. But can't thank everybody at uh, Team TGM and TF Sport, uh, Tom Ferry. These guys have been awesome. They got that repair done less than an hour last night. We were back on track, and the car's running competitive time so we'll kind of see what the situation is we want to get ted in for the end and take it, to the um, it, it looked more like uh it looked more than a puncture so the guys would be getting ready to receive the car in the paddock i would think yeah they'll take, probably take it back to the garage i mean yeah it's definitely not a puncture it's something like maybe it ripped the axle out of the uh, uh the rear end there or something but it's disappointing a little bit we've had a fast car uh, I guess IMSA Speed Week's here. It's been fun, and uh, maybe we'll get to come back and do it again next year. Um, am I right in thinking you had a rear hub failure last night as well? Yeah, that's why we got hit by a prototype last oh, night, too. Yeah, so, this yeah. is twice. This is twice, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't know which car it is. IMSA said they didn't have it on video, so um, it's just the way it goes. Uh, you know, the, the, the highs and lows of this 24-hour race is uh, you love it and hate it at the same time, but we'll be back next year, and uh, we'll go try to get Ted on the podium. Into the final two hours, a bit of bad luck here, Owen, but um, on reflection, uh, you're working with the world champions here, TF Sport. As a driver, what have you gleaned from that? I, I've enjoyed working with them, uh, Jono, the engineer, and everybody here. They're so professional, and uh, I, I just can't thank Ted enough that he that he partnered with TF and Tom Ferrier, and uh, I've learned a lot the last couple of weeks. It's the first time I've ever been in the Aston Martin GT3 car, and uh, you know, I think we showed some people that we were here, and uh, unfortunately we're not going to get the finish that I think these guys deserve, but th- this is the one big race these guys haven't won at TF, and uh, I think we'll be back next year with them and try to do it again. Well, the challenge is getting to the flag, Owen. I'm sure you guys will still fix it and get it there. Thank you. Man from Nashville, Owen Trinkler. Yeah, not been the run that they want. A couple of people asking if there's been any more retirements. Uh, we've now got the 95 BMW M4 GT3 as an official uh, retirement from Turner Motorsport. The others, uh, the Aero Motorsport number 18. We had uh, uh, the guys on from that in the uh, middle of the night. Kyle Tilly was very upset about that. They were on a good run. Uh, as well, Dakota Dickerson was the last driver of the number 36 at Leisure, the Andretti Autosport car, which had been at the sharp end of their class all week as well. Uh, that has been officially retired from LMP3. Uh, we've still got the yeah 43 not shown as an official retirement from MRSGT, but we haven't seen that for a, a long time. Lamborghini, Huracan. Uh, that was the Jaden Conright NTE number 42. That car's officially retired. The Ferrari number 62 of Reese, James Collado, last in that car. That car is out. The number 11 Orica TDS car, the uh, front running LMP2 machine, 
That car went a long time ago, as did the Sun Energy 1 number 75 car with Fabian Schiller bringing that car back to retirement. And the first two retirements we saw was the uh, number nine, uh, number 74, uh, Ligier, excuse me, from GT3. That's the 74 Ranch Resort Riley car. And first out was the Ferrari 296 GT3, the blue and chrome Chetty La Racing car. So those are your official retirements. There's a few cars missing, but not yet fully retired, uh, or at least not yet notified as retired. High-class racing number 20. Uh, Matt Plum has stopped at the moment. They'll try and get that going again, that 43 that we mentioned uh, as well but from uh, the MRS GT racing team. As we get the news, we'll let you know about that. If uh, you want to get in touch with us, it's at IMSA Radio. Coming down to uh, just under 100 minutes to go. Uh, Porsche keys to the pit race. Get to the dusk, the midnight, the dawn. Well, now it's coming to midday. And inside the uh, last hour and 20 minutes of that, adapt to survive. We've seen that kind of attitude up and down the pit lane. Not just from the uh, new cars at the front of the field in GTP. Working the caution. Some teams have done that better than others, and for some of them, they've not quite fallen the way they wanted to. The tyres, particularly during the 7 last night to 8 a.m. this morning, that was really interesting to see the teams working their way through the uh, new for 2023 and just for this race. Low-temperature tyres, these slick LTs, low-temperature tyres. Uh, and, of course, the driver time. The driver time. Well, that's been worked very well, especially in GTT, with many teams getting their four and a half hours in by their uh, bronze drivers early on. Pit stops to start. Mm, what have we got? Uh, 110 minutes. Yeah, might get you away with one more stop. Joe Bradley's got the leader. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a driver change as well as tyres and fuel. And as ever, the fuel is the... The fuel is the element that takes the longest there. The number 60, Mayor Shankar, already on the move. The two Cadillacs behind me, 0102, they're just coming to the end of their stops. The 02 moves off, just waiting for the 01 now. The fueling stopped and off it's gone. In the rest of the prototype world, we have the P2 leader in the A, of course, number 88. Matthew Baxier brought it in. He will be taking it up, but with four new Michelin tires. As far as the LMP3 leader is concerned, well, AWA number 17 coming in the pit lane as the LMP3 leader did not get joined by any of its cohorts, but that doesn't matter because it has so many laps on everybody else, and I think that was the driver change a little bit further up, but John, you're going to have to tell me who it was because it was a bright and colorful helmet that I did not recognize. See, as they go out, thank you, shit. What car was that you were looking for? Oh, sorry, I've just faded you down so you can't talk to me. <laughs> uh, the 17. All right, OK. Thank you. I'll keep an eye on that. It was brought in by Nico Varon, leading the LMP3 category. Let's see who takes it out in a moment or two's time. He's just about to go through the RFID reader for the Michelin tyres. Tandy, I think. I don't think we're going to see that car working on the gearbox. Uh, and it was Wayne Boyd, Shane. That's uh, one to add to your notes that took over the number 17. Jeremy Shaw. Jeremy? Sorry. The number 17 car is uh, 14 laps, I think, ahead of the second-place car 
in LMP3. Pretty much everybody else has had some sort of problems or another. The number 33 car is in second place still. That's the Sean Creech Motorsports car that had the gearbox problem uh, earlier this morning. Uh, but it's only two laps ahead of the performance tech entry, car number 38. So both of those two, do, those two cars stay that. They were hoping one to gain a lap on the other. Well, that hasn't happened because they both uh, had the same idea. But they are running second and third in LMP2. Uh has Philippe Albuquerque got back on the lead lap? Yes, he that was the only thing I was yeah, going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, you put yeah. your hand up. Yeah. So the number 10 car <laughs> did not pit uh, and therefore will regain the lap and then he'll, he'll get away from Alan coming and top off with fuel. But I, look, I reckon now this full course caution is going to go on for another five minutes or so. I think everybody else can't, all the GTP cars, if, mm. even if there are no full, full course cautions from here to the end, should just about be able to make be able to make it it'll be fairly tight but i think they should be able to make it they can do about 50 minutes on a tank of fuel or, or yeah up to 50 51 minutes so at the moment we they've all come out with about 105 minutes to go right. but under caution but under caution we're gonna have at least uh, at least another couple of laps uh, and probably three laps so as i say it's, it'll be pretty tight um, oh a spin Uh-oh. behind the safety car for the 25 BMW prototype. This is the car that uh, had all the issues uh, early on and is still on the second page of timing. He's yes. never got back off the second page of timing. Conor de Filippi uh, in that car. He's down on the apron, coming back slowly. This might be slightly more... Uh, serious than just getting on the throttle Whoops. a little bit uh, wow of really odd coming out of the turn seven le mans chicane i wonder if something broke there yeah, as bizarre. he snapped sideways that'll come back into the pit lane down on the apron here come the leaders joe bradley has gtd pro what have you got Jim? i've got two lexus the number 14 the number 12 and i've also got the 93 acura the 93 Acura has changed drivers. I'm pretty sure I saw driver change on the number 12. Not sure about the forming. It's quite frightening here, as you imagine. There's a bit of damage to the front of the windward. Number 57 as Indy Doncha brought it in. Grill broken on the front left of that car. And it was Bill Ellis installed behind the wheel to take it to the checkered flag. Further up, we also had Magnus racing in fuel and tires there too. Didn't see if they did a driver change. So, John, you'll have to be heads up to see if it's still Nicky team behind the wheel as he crosses the pit exit. Thank you, Shea. And Joe down in the pit lane. And uh, thanks to Kevin Diamond at Vassar Sullivan Racing. It was uh, Aaron Tielitz getting into the number 12 wow. car. That's the GTD non-pro car currently running fourth in that class. And J- Jack Hawksworth taking over from Ben Barnicott in the number uh, 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus. That car leads GTD Pro, or did, when it came into the pit lane. The, the All of the cars on the lead lap came in. The cars that were one lap down, which was the number 70 Inception Racing McLaren that had the penalty uh, after the previous full course caution, and the number 66 Gradient Racing Acura did not pit, were one lap down, will now be uh, on the back on the lead lap again. Also did not pitting there is uh, Lawrence Van Tour in the FAF Motorsports Porsche. Again. Again. Uh, and see, uh, so he is going to gain gain one lap back. He's going to be only one lap down to the rest. You know, the Porsches have not really been uh, on the the front running pace. They've been probably at least a second and a half, maybe two seconds off the off the pace here. But Faf Motorsports, as ever, 
have done a, a stellar job. Uh, in terms of your uh, the, uh, the was it the BDO the BDO no strategy. No, yeah. That, that's, that's been a great strategy. That, that's my nomination. I, the, 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 I'm not going to disagree with that. The nine car one. with that. They, they've, and that strategy started early in the week yeah. when they knew they weren't going to get a restricted yeah. change. So that's yeah. not just in the race. Yeah. That's being tactics. Joe Bradley, Conor de Filippi, having spun the 25 car, then stopped before he got the pit lane. Uh, he has respectfully come to see you now. Yeah, he has. He's got it away. He's obviously control or delete. And he's made it to the pit, uh, his pit box. But I tell you what, we, we thought he was gonna, this was going to prolong this yellow period even more because the car just absolutely crawled into the pit lane and then it looked like he was going to try and get it behind the wall. It just came to a stop. So that's when he went to control on the lead. He's got it away and uh, he's visited the pit box for a bit of a splash. Now he's back out on track. All change in LMP2. Number 35 car came in. in th the, the order coming into the pits was 88, 52, 35, and 04. Uh, leaving the pits, number 35 car has vaulted from third place into the lead. That's Job van Oetert, the uh, Dutchman in the number 35 TDS racing entry. Matthew Vazivier uh, in the uh, second is now running in second position. That car was leading. That is the uh, AF Corsa entry. Uh, and in third place is uh, the 52 car and excuse me number four, zero four car is in third place then the number 52 which lost a couple of positions in that exchange and also now back on the lead lap is a proton competition car number 55 so we've now got five cars on the lead lap in lmp2 that lmp2 battle has been absolutely stunning the iron links car which had fuel problems uh, earlier on, has that car got back out? This is the number 83 uh, Lamborghini uh, we are talking about. Uh, yes, it has. Michel Gatting behind the wheel of that car. So that's Emily Morell who was asking that on at IMSA Radio. Here comes the. Oh, Joe's got a couple of prototypes that I wasn't expecting to see, including. The Konica Minolta yeah, Acura. Yeah, that's right. It's oh, got no, the wave right. around. It's yep, got the wave around, yeah. Yep. Joe Bradley. Where John, he's, uh, he's just taking on fuel in a fresh set of tyres. Also, the wheel and engineering Cadillac, that's chose to pit. And then further up, I see the 23 Aston. So, um, again, everybody... There's a variation on how they're addressing the pit stops during these cautions, isn't it? You've got people who are staying out there and claiming a bit of real estate. Pit exit light is... Oh, I can't see it. Uh, it's green. It is green. And Oh, there's a fire in the pit lane. About three quarters of the way down. Oh, it's the gradient car. It is the gradient car. They've been oh, having no. a great run. They've just got... On the previous uh, full course yellow they, got the yellow, they got their lap back. Finally, a yellow fell for them. The car has been sent... Uh, so that was either extinguishing, that must have been extinguishing from external to the car then, so a quick squirt on something that was a little bit too hot on that number 66 JG Wentworth machine. So the good news is that car is out. It was a white extinguishing that I could see more than smoke, although I suspect if one of our pit lane reporters wanders down there, there'll be a, a little acrid smell. Uh, Sheer Adam is moving down to that area of the pit lane. Bravely, yeah, it smells bad. <laughs> Bravely. 
<laughs> Bald brave Sir Robin. Uh, Sheer Adam down there without the clippity cloppity. Out goes the number seven, Porsche 963. Let's see if we can get a word with the man who is uh, looking after a couple of Cadillacs. We're going to send Joe Bradley down to the Cadillac Racing Pit. Stealthily have made their way up, have led the race. And the 0-2 and the 0 on Cadillac have switched around, actually, since the last time I looked at them. Earl Bamber is ahead now of Renga van der Zander. And was that in the pit stop, or did that happen on the track? No, it was, it was during the pit stops. It was during the pit stops, yeah. all right. Let's, yeah. uh, let's hear from me, the man with his name above the door. It's Chip Ganassi. Chip, this, uh, this new GTP era has started in a kind of a good old-fashioned race of attrition way. We expected that, though, didn't we? Well, I, you know, I, I think uh, it's come down to a typical 24 hours of Daytona finish here. Uh, you know, there's there are still, you know, four or five cars in it that can, anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. People have addressed issues throughout the day, throughout the night. So it's still, you know, it's still all there for the taking. What issues have you, you guys been presented with? Well, only, only every issue that happens during a season happens in about 24 hours here. It's all a learning process at this stage, though, surely. The good news is it's a great formula and a lot of excitement, a lot of interest, a lot of fans here this weekend, probably a record crowd here at Daytona. So it's, it, it pumps everybody up a little bit in the teams to see all that. Uh, you've got uh, other people, other members of the team here from the All World Endurance Championship team who are just sort of getting a feel for the for the for how the cars behave, etc. That, that's obviously, uh, you know, well, we're getting ready for Sebring, you know, in another month, and uh, and then that they, they, the O2 car will be turned over to the WEC team, and uh, they're going to be based in Stuttgart, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a you know a car here in IMSA and a car in WEC over in Europe, so they'll come together at Le Mans uh, and a few others. And are you uh, looking towards getting that extra entry for Le Mans? Absolutely. Yeah. Have you been, have you been told you are? As far as I know, yes. All right, okay. Entries aren't my department. You heard it here first. Thank you for telling us, Chip. I, I take it, you know, this race, you've had so much experience here. It's a very typical Daytona 24 hours, isn't it? Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you. Catherine Lake, that was a scary moment for the Acura Gradient Racing. Thankfully, it was able to get back going again. What was the issue? Really not sure. Um, obviously, fire is the scariest thing that you can have in racing. Um, but the guys are awesome, and they were there with the extinguisher and were able to get it out, and nobody was hurt, luckily. Um, but, yeah, testament to, to how strong the crew are. Is it going to be Mario until the end? I see you're still wearing your fire suit. So <laughs> we weren't sure on drive time, you know, the 4 and any 6. We're both on the, on the cusp, but I think we worked it out to be okay. So we have the helmet blower's not working. We don't have a drinks bottle in the car. Um, so wait a minute and you want to get back in well I mean I would but I think he's going to be fine because the adrenaline will be going and it will kick in um, it's, just, it's yeah it's just a 24 you know you get put through the ringer making it to the checker that's going to be a victory for this team and for you and Sheena in your first race together absolutely I mean this all came together so late the crew haven't had a minute to themselves you know like they were busy on the run up to this 
And so they're already frazzled and I can't wait for them to get some rest. And, you know, Sheena's first race, she did an awesome job. She did exactly what we, was written on the box, you know, like she was cautious but fast. She worked on her outlaps and um, I think it was invaluable experience for her and we were all very proud of her. I mean, she did a couple of doubles pretty much straight off the bat so we, we wore her out um, and she proved that she can do it and she's big enough and strong enough to hang with the boys so I can't wait to get going with her. Every point in this championship counts and Kat and Sheena are already thinking about that. We're back to green flag. We are indeed here. Another endurance race coming next up as we continue the 36 hours of Florida. Before that next weekend, you'll be able to follow the 12 hours of Bathurst on the Radio Show Limited network of audio and visual channels. I think we've now ascertained the three drivers uh, are going to do the triple and 13 are going down over the next couple of days from here at Daytona. Pretty decent getaway from Tom Blomqvist. Remember what he did at the start of the race. He's got 90 minutes to defend. You know, Paul Sitter sits... Paul Sitter going towards the end of the race and then nothing's happened at the front. Just seen sitting out there. Ah, that is not the truth. 79, WeatherTech car getting bumped off the track at the kink. That's the car that was sitting at the sharp end of GTD Pro. Second place across the line, Maro Engel losing a couple of uh, positions to other GT cars, including... Philip Ellis and I think Antonio Garcia went through as well. Yes, he did. Well, it was number three car that lost out most because to coming up to the restart, I think that car was. I thought that car was in second position behind the number twenty-seven car. So the fourteen has moved ahead of all of it. It's made a big jump at the start. Number fourteen, Jack Hawks with the wheel restart yeah. is under review. So big shuffle around there. In second, the GTD Pro. Yes, absolutely right. Sean Creech Motorsports. Wheel rotation while elevated. That's a drive-through for the 33. Leads to their worries. And now we've got the 52 of James Allen. PR1 Matheson Motorsport car has gone around. The wind's coloured machine. Cold tyres again. Oh, dear me. Now, can James get that car restarted? He's pushing buttons. It's, uh, sorry, Nico Lapierre behind the wheel. Yeah. Again, I'm reading one line down. My apologies with the sunshine coming into the box, which is very pleasant. So Ben Keating's chance of winning another Rolex, I think, disappearing here as that car is flatly refusing to refire for Nico Lapierre. Just on the exit of the International Horseshoe to the inside to driver's right. Leader crosses the line. Tom Blancmist has pulled out over a second on the two Cadillacs. And full course yellow. Well, this is good news for the GTPs in some way, Jeremy, yes. because this will certainly give yeah. us the window of opportunity for these cars to just make one more fuel stop. I mean, the bad news for everybody else is not only that you're very quick, it is also relatively frugal. We have seen it do a genuine 31 lap stint yeah. earlier on in the race. Full green flag. Yeah, this would definitely be a relief. It would have been off. It was going to be awfully tight if it was green all the way. 
from that restart with uh, with one minute 34 minutes to go and having already done one two three four five laps under caution and there was one of the, the one of the un- unknowns coming to this race for the for the gtp teams was how was their fuel consumption yep. under yellow uh, they would use more uh, regular fuel than they would electrical energy uh, but everything counts towards the energy allotment that they are permitted to use during any particular stint. So uh, that was there was a big question mark about that one. Um, and uh, but this this I think should alleviate any of those concerns. And I believe all of those top four cars, which are on the lead lap, will be able to get to the end from here. Last time around, by the way, uh, which was their what one two third lap of green. Uh, they were all very, very closely matched. 136.5 for the race leader, 136.7 for the second place car, 136.6 for the third place car, 136.7 for the fourth place car. So all within you know, a tenth and a half, in actual fact. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun shootout between those guys. Real shame to lose that number 52 car from the LMP2 battle. We had five cars there, so we're down to four now because that car is already lost the lap is, is he still out on the racetrack turn three yeah he's still there so he's lost more than one lap so that's that's gonna pretty much take them out of contention what a shame a really good run once again for that pr1 matheson motorsports team and they once again looking to try and win this michelin endurance cup uh, we're well placed are well placed after the first three uh, iterations of the points being awarded at six hours 12 hours and 18 hours into the race Already the PR1 Matheson 52 car is under tow. It's a short yellow. The pits will not reopen. A couple of people, including Winker Bill. Thank you, Winker, and everybody else for being with us, uh, particularly through the overnight sections. You've kept us going with your tweets. It's been great having the uh, conversation with you, albeit uh, with us here at Trackside and you, either Trackside on 107.9 or right across the world watching and listening. Uh, particularly through our night shift with uh, Johnny and Bruce, powered by Sacred Coffee. And a few people saying, makes me smile. All the talk of uh, a new era in sports cars, all the new manufacturer coming. And here at the Rolex Daytona 24, we have a good old shootout between Cadillac and Acura again. Somewhat of a deja vu situation. Not arguing with that at all. Not arguing with it at all. By the way, the... uh, little flash fire down at uh, Gradient if you didn't catch that that was uh, a little splash of fuel on hot brake discs and uh, fairly spectacular but it was dealt with very very quickly indeed, we'll quickly split the prototypes to the front of the field yeah this is a short yellow uh, so turned because it was shortly after the previous full course caution so we will not go through all the, the pit closed, well the, the pits are closed we won't go through the pit opening procedures so uh, anybody who comes into the pits now uh, is, um, is going to have to serve a penalty afterwards so uh, it, we, it should be literally a short yellow and as soon as they can remove that number 52 car which has, has now been done wow. we should be able to go back to green flag racing pretty quickly uh, Richard P, which means he was at Daytona right now for the run to the flag. Says, I've got my responsible adult driving so I can watch the last two hours of the race. He's in Canada and I can understand uh, why he uh, wants to have full concentration with the driver 
driving through uh, a little bit of snow there in Canada, Richard. You, you and your good lead, take it easy. Let us know which part you are going through. Shea wants to know. Shea, what can you tell us before we go back, Greg? Well, this is a short yellow, but there is a change in the rules from a couple of years ago, but they reiterated it again in the driver's meeting. If you decide to pit off the back of this, you can. The pits are open as of now, and you may cheat all the way up to the first car in line, which is, in effect, the safety car, the first car being the first race car on the track. So you can actually gain a lot of track position by diving into the pits now assuming that we would go back to yellow again there shortly then you would have the advantage yeah very interesting so anybody who does need a little extra takes you longer to go yes yeah because you'll get stopped here in the pit exit so you'll go to the back of the line if you come into the pits you want uh, the no one close enough, I think, at this stage to do their last stop. It would be it would be fine if you could do your last stop like that, and and get it done. Yeah, it's too it's too early. But for, it's too for early but, for I mean, anybody. Here. It is conceivable that uh, somebody at, at, at the tail end of the of the uh, of the cars on lead lap could come in and have a quick splash, uh, and then get out again. But they kind of run the risk if it goes green next time around that you haven't caught up with the pack, so Correct. it could backfire. Um, but um, yeah, Shay's point is a good one. Yeah, the pits will be open, so my uh, yeah. Uh, and in fact, the pits are open now. The pits closed light. Uh, thank you to Imza, by the way, for pla placing uh, pits closed light right where we can see it from the fifth floor. Welcome back to Peter Mackay, ready to go green again. Uh, still with what four cars on the lead lap here. Two Acuras, two Cadillacs. Where's your money, Peter, right now? An exciting finish. Yeah. That's a safe bet. Yeah, safe. That is your each way bet, absolutely. Uh, that is no problem at all. Hello to Blur Fiend. Hello, Charles. Top of the grandstand just to our right. Couldn't have asked for better weather as we go back green for the last one hour and 24 minutes. Brilliant jump away by Tom Blomqvist. He's left everybody else in the wake locking up the Michelin tyres that's not going to do them any good down towards the International Horseshoe the Cadillacs piling in there looked like Philippe Albuquerque got a very good restart but wasn't quite able to deal with the Cadillac in front of him so it's Acura Cadillac, Acura Cadillac the top four pulling away down to the west end of the infield section now, let's see that number 60, Maya Shank Racing Car, the XM Sirius Auto Nation machine. Let's see that pull away. It has awesome traction. There it goes. Does it again. You've got to see the Cadillac was in perfect position there, Earl Bamba, in second, but could not get anywhere near the back of Tom Blomqvist when he hit the loud pedal coming out of turn six Peter no definitely not and you wonder if it's, it's the way that the Honda Performance Development are in line with their teams have they got the traction control just right have they got the hybrid deployment just right whatever it is they've got this secret weapon on these restarts and particularly driving off slow corners which is such a useful skill because it's very much easier to defend there with that and it's particularly been the number 60 car that's uh, really seemed to have got it right but don't write off Wayne Taylor Racing either car oh. number 10 they've fought their way back tenaciously they've done this before been looking down and out with 3 or 4 hours to go and all of a sudden coming into the last hour they are right there in the fight 
Longmist then led across the line on the restart. We'll check the classes in a moment. And still looking for that Philippe Albuquerque. Yeah, one position made up then. Can yeah. he get past Orbamba as well? That's uh, the question that he would like to answer in the affirmative over the course of the next minutes or so before these tyres get fully up to temperature. First flying lap there from the green flag, 138.0. Pretty good. To, to, Pretty uh, good. Turn to BMW right in front of the leaders as they come down to enter the high backs. Now, will that slightly stymie the leader? Yes, it does. Well, I'm not sure it did, John. It would have done in the past, but these GTP oh, wow. cars don't carry nearly so much mid-corner speed as they would have done in the past. So he had to slow the down bike. that car much more than he would have done. I think he probably didn't affect it. Well, he's pulled out 10 cars lengths again. He got <laughs> closed <laughs> down <laughs> on into the corner, but once again, it's like firing off a steam catapult on a deck of an aircraft carrier. It's a roadrunner button. Meet me. See you later. Bye bye. Yeah, quite remarkable. The Acme button. The Acme uh, button. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be, wouldn't yeah. it? Here they come again. Top three now pulling away from the 0 1 Renga van der Zander Cadillac. That's the one with the yellow nose. And then the number 31 is next in line, but laps down, of course. 13 laps down. This is, I mean, this is literally a carbon copy of what we've seen from the starts and the restarts. A second, 1.1, two seconds, three seconds, and then just hold at where you think it needs to be. Everybody else scrapping behind. In the classes, LMP2. Oh, brilliant, brilliant race, LMP2. Well, really has. I have to say, I did not have any money on Nico Lapierre spinning. Uh, well, when I saw him go in the car, I thought, oh, here we go. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, that is the most uncharacteristic error I think you'll ever see from him. But at the, at the front of the field, three cars, Matteo, Vaxifier trying to chase down Job van Oetert. So TDF Racing lead from AF Corsa, 0-4, uh, CrowdStrike Racing in there as well. LMP2 has been a... I have not been able to take my eyes off it the last three or four hours. CrowdStrike by APR. Yeah. They will be very excited by this the new oh. venture to have uh, George uh, with the, the full company name on the side GTD, Aston Martin Harter Racing, Marco Sorensen leads and is ahead of the three GTD Pro Cars Jeremy. Yeah he got past Jack Hawksworth there, it's not for the class position but it is for the bragging rights in GTD so Sorensen the factory Aston Martin driver in that heart of racing car number 27 he leads all of the GTD cars just ahead of Jack Hawksworth, Antonio Garcia and Mara Engel, other pro entries there, <laughs> right behind him and then Philip Ellis and the rest of that pack and I'll tell you what, M Marvin uh, Kirchhofer oh, is moving up job. really oh. quickly in that number 70 car now up into third place in GTD he, he's one of my drivers of the race I think yeah. he has been absolutely outstanding, really has hello Dario Franchini Oh, he's back. He says, that's not traction, it's pure grunt from that <laughs> 6 0 car. Uh, Earl Bamba doing his best. Dario will be on the edge of his seat cheering for his old team, Chip Ganassi Racing. Meantime, in GTD, GTD Pro, Antonio Garcia has Maro Engel looking at the back of his Corvette. Not quite right up the tailpipes as he goes down into turn one, but he gains on him as the Corvette was slightly delayed going into the corner. The Lexus not able to get through the corner 
uh, as quick as the cars following so it's Aston Lexus Corvette Mercedes-Benz now three of those are pro cars but the one in the lead the GTD heart of racing machine is an am car but it's not an am car now that's the class but it's pro driver versus pro driver all the way through those top cars exactly as we said it would be in the Porsche keys to the race 24 hours ago you've got 10 GTD cars on the lead lap 10 yeah. I'm a bit disappointed uh, with that, Jeremy, uh, aren't we? Yeah, no, yeah exactly right. Yeah, Quite I've, remarkable. I've, I've, I've and only 20, three of them are pro cars. Yes. Yeah, brilliant. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah. yeah. A, a, a best lap of the race there for Renge van der Zander in number 01 car. He's running in the fourth position, uh, but uh, he, you know, he's uh, turning up the wick now on that 01 Cadillac. The bad news for him is he lost a place at that restart to Philip Albuquerque in the number 10 Acura. That's a cracking battle. And there's the best lap of the race also for Earl Bamber in the 0-2 Cadillac in second position. So what are we getting down to now, Jeremy, at the sharp end? What's that? Are we, are we down to... Anyone else got down to 35s? No, we've still got the, just the two cars in the 35s, the two Acuras, I believe. Uh, no, I, li- I lie. Renge van der Zender has done a 35-9... Well, that's one I just talked about, isn't it? Yeah, on, yeah. The, on the last lap. So that, that's the only other one. And then 36.000 is Conor Filippi in the number 25 much-delayed BMW. But learning, that car's been sent out a couple of times. Michael is in Oakville, Ontario, who's been watching the stream for the last six and a half hours. Well done to you, sir. An hour and 16 to go. I hope you've got enough battery or at least a charging cable. Uh, Ooh, big move big by move. by Hawksworth by there Hawksworth. pushing Garcia a little bit wide going into the international horseshoe this battle for GTD Pro is absolutely fierce as Maro Engel now going to have a go at Garcia is slightly held up after that move from Hawksworth as they're absolutely side to side Engel nearly nearly here comes the oh, Winwood car as well that's oh. the second place GTD car there at the Ellis. western end of the <laughs> infield that's Philip Ellis behind the wheel there. What a story that would be. The Corvette back down the inside. Different classes, I know, but he's trying to get to the leader in class there, which is the yellow and black Lexus. There's a watch on the line in two different classes here amongst these four cars battling at the front of the GT categories. Marco Sorensen, what a lead he's managed to pull out in the context of this race what's he got 10 15 cars lengths side by side amazing stuff when they were coming down to turn one and Sorensen then leading for Aston Martin Antonio Garcia oh he sells the fake oh. <laughs> they're just going back and forth aren't they? Oh. all those guys they're having so much fun yeah. uh, meanwhile Earl Bamba set a new personal best lap for the 0-2 car that's the good news. The bad news is he lost four tenths of a second wow. to the race leader Tom Blunkett, who just turned a 135.787. That would be the second fastest lap of the race. Remember, El Bamber has not won this race before. Correct. His teammate Richard Westbrook has in class with the Ford GT, and of course neither has Alex Lynn. He's only done the race a couple of times. So uh, for Earl, you know, he's tried many times to win this Rolex 24 in in the class but uh, to, to have a shot at the overall here well this is what he's dreamed about for a long time he's won Le Mans twice overall uh, but here we are it's down to this you can't fault him he's just put the car as fast as oh, the race in so incredible you know, he's, he's throwing everything at it he's opened the fast draw oh yeah and uh, he's throwing everything out of that 
Meantime, this GTD battle continues to entertain and enthrall Sorensen Hawksworth, Maro Engel, Phil Ellis. Do not count out that number 57 car. That car was in Texas on Friday, expecting to have a quiet weekend. As were some of the mechanics who had to jump on a plane, fly there, load it and drive it back here. And a phenomenal effort by that Winwood team and some of the competitor Lamborghini Huracan team as well. I think it was the 63 team, wasn't it? Or was 42. It the, uh, 42. NTE it was the NTE, yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who right. had their own thrashes. Yeah. Who, <laughs> I mean, just brilliant stuff to get that car out and on the track and in with a chance of a watch for the Winwood guys. There's just so many brilliant stories in there, oh, aren't there? And by the way, Forgive me if, if you've already heard this, but last time around, Earl Bamber just set his new personal best lap in Again, the number 02 car, uh, 136.052. The bad news is he lost another a couple of tenths of a second to the race leader. Just shows you how I mean, quick Brilliant that car consistency is. here from all the leaders. Tom Blomquist, I mean, that's, uh, that's three consecutive laps in a 35s, a 36.05 before that. <laughs> Superb. The, Qualifying we, we, laps. Yeah. We've taken yeah. away... We've taken away the imperative to save fuel from anybody. What we now find out, how much pressure can Earl Bamba in the 02 Cadillac Racing VLMDH, the Chip Ganassi car, that's the blue-fronted car. Actually, the WEC car, let's not forget. Yeah. So the next time we'll see that will be racing, or next time we'll see it racing will be on Friday uh, at Sebring before the Mortuil... Uh, Mobile One, 12 hours of Sebring. And how hard could Earl push? 2.1 <laughs> seconds Early. is the gap. Now, we've seen this ARX 6 be able to be very quick indeed in the opening of any run restart or start of the race. But the Cadillac does seem to come back, Peter, in the second half of the stint. So Bamber at the moment is trying to keep that gap manageable. We've still got one more pit stop. Albuquerque's right there as well, let's not forget, in the WTR Andretti Cunningham Minolta. They were two laps down at one stage. Yeah. And have come back onto the lead lap. How many times have we seen that from Wayne Taylor? With his strategy on the box, is that a potential for the Nose Strategy Award. That's a new award for WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, global advisory and accounting firm BDO is part of their partnership with IMSA. Their Nose Strategy in their world and they want to acknowledge it on the racetrack. More rubbing there for the lead in GTD Pro at turn one between number 14, Lexus of Jack Hawksworth, and that Mauro Engel-driven uh, number 79, WeatherTech Mercedes. They were oh. leading on each other, doing it again, are they? And, and, and Philip Ellis has got ahead of Antonio Garcia yes. Yes, to split the GTD Pro trio up. So it's GDD, GDD Pro, GDD Pro, GDD, GDD Pro. But yeah. for Phil Ellis, who appears to be really racing he's that got GTD Wentworth car but the problem is he's got two GTD Pro drivers in front of him battling for their class win 
he's got to try and get through them somehow because the GTD leader is ahead. Yeah. Uh, Marco Sorensen, he's, so he's, he's got two away. GTDs in front and that's holding him up. But Sorensen at the moment is three, three seconds down the road. Three and a half seconds down the road, yeah. Um, but it's, more, it's also the track position as well that Phil Ellis has got to try and find a way past and he's got to try and get those way past Probably the, I mean, certainly the most experienced guy in a Mercedes AMG GT3 in Maro Engel. As Maro goes for, or oh, tries to make a move at the Le Mans chicane, that won't work. Coxworks says, not on your life. Change yeah. for second. Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport up into second. That's Philippe Albuquerque oh, ahead oh, oh. of Earl Bamba. Accurate first and second. Well, that wasn't part of the script for Chip Ganassi Racing and Cadillac Racing. Yeah, but have we heard that before? Wasn't that was the situation here pretty much a year ago, wasn't it? The mm. battle between the two Acuras. But here comes here comes Bamber again. Bamber's jinx to the outside as they go along the high banks underneath the flag stand, <laughs> either side of the Inception. McLaren side to side, still Albuquerque on the inside, Bamber on the outside. There's traffic Touch. all over the place. Touch again. I think they touched on the travel as well, you know, John. If, if it happened so fast. If they didn't, it was very, very 200 close. 200 miles an hour. Three wide oh, in front of them. And the 10, Cunningham goes around the outside and takes the GT cars. But that wasn't great news for Earl Bamba, who lost a bit of pace there. Lots a bit of real estate. He'll pick his way through now, but that will have been frustrating. He's falling into the grasp maybe of his teammate yeah I, I've got to say if it comes to the end like this I'd swap the Cadillacs around because you want the points for the championship I, I'm glad you said it John because I've been thinking that and I thought oh do I see it do I not of course yeah the 0-1 is the full season car got to uh, uh, yeah um, that's, a, that's a tough conversation to have with the drivers as well um, especially at this stage as well but Blomqvist still leads so it's Acura 1-2 at the moment Shank from the, the Konica Minolta machine um, and who who can get the most out of that machine we've seen the 60 car be such so good the Marshank car so good it's on the restart heck of a run oh that, Albuquerque uh, set that up well the Konica Minolta car got and made it look very easy into the Le Mans chicane what a job uh, Job van Oetens is doing in that number 35 uh, LMP2 car for the uh, TDS team. He's uh, pulled away now, almost five seconds over Matthew Vazivier in the Brady 8 car and Ben Hanley, who has set, I think, the fastest lap of the race in LMP2. Now, a couple of moments ago, going through turns one and two, it got a bit feisty at the front of the field for a moment. The WeatherTech car uh, was actually right there. And then drop back. Phil Ellis 14. has got through. Phil Ellis has got through on to begin Engel. to chase down. Only Jack Hawksworth now between himself and Mark Will Sorensen. But the gap has gone out to 5.2 seconds. They will line the stern on the respot, of, of course. Oh, a warning for the 0 1 Cadillac. Failure to adhere to control powertrain parameters. So that must be something to do with the Usage. the use of energy, Jer yes. uh, Jeremy. Yeah. We don't have access to any of that information. The, we can only tell you what uh, race control are telling the teams. Meanwhile, looking at cars. What language is that, actually? 
Hmm? What language is that? Control powertrain <laughs> parameters. Yeah. Control powertrain parameters. <laughs> Very simple. That means you powertrain I mean, parameters. I, I know what you, a control you, is, means, but powertrain means and what parameters means. But, but put, them together. put them all together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marco Farnback has closed right in. Mario Farnback, excuse me, has closed right back in on Nicky Team. This is the battle for fourth and fifth, 44 and 66. Aston of Magnus Racing in the 66 gradient car. Some very good laps indeed. Another two tenths taken out of Nicky Team last time around. And a podium finish for either of those two. We're only another second or so up the road where marvellous Marvin Kerkhofer is what I'm calling him today. He's had a brilliant run, as has that Inception McLaren, the number 70 car. We have mentioned it in the rundowns, in our VP Racing Fuel rundowns. I don't think we've mentioned it having a problem. It has run. They have got themselves into that position on pace and they've done a cracking job. That, anyone, Renge, sorry, sorry no, go ahead. Anyone could take that last spot on the podium in GTD. Yes. Anybody, you know, you've got Kirchhofer in the Inception McLaren, Nicky Team in the Magnus, uh, Aston, Mario Farnback, and then Aaron Tielitz isn't far behind in the number 12, Vassistel and uh, Lexus. Then throw in the Racer's Edge, uh, Acura as well, Kyle Marcelli. It, could, it really could go, any, anyone could come into that podium spot. There's also a, uh, a battle going on uh, for the uh, last, uh, for fourth place in GTD Pro between uh, Mirko Bortolotti. No, I'm, excuse me, no, there's not. Excuse me, I'm not reading the time screen correctly. He's a lap ahead, yes, yes, yes. So that puts Faf Correct. in fifth place behind the 63 Lamborghini of uh, Mirko Bortolotti. But yeah. that, I mean, that train of cars from second through third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, seventh, either GTD or GTD Pro. Uh, is uh, super tight. Uh, hello to Jonathan Gitland, who's celebrating his birthday. What a better present could you have, Jonathan, than watching and listening to this just over an hour to go. Our final official coolant in-race update coming up. Stay frosty. So, an hour and four minutes to go into the pit lane for the JG Wentworth car uh -oh. now they reckon they can get to the end they must here. reckon they can get to the end from this Joe Bradley that's your end of things let's have a look at it as it goes through and tyres coming over the wall Mario Farnbacher has been on it and had a really good pace they look like they're brand new Michelins going on there there's just that yes they are there's that little silver sheen from the release agent from the moulds of the tyres tyres are done in plenty of time remember they had a wee flash fire last time with a splash onto the hot discs no repeat of that so far fuel is going in there brim filling this that they're going to need every splash every drop every drip of that VP racing fuel if they're going to get to the end from here this is a long long stop but a great getaway They've dropped down to seventh position, but that's the first of the last stoppers in GTD. That could be an advantage, Jeremy, if we get yellows from here on. They're yeah. on the right side of the safety car here. Yeah, if there is a full course, course caution, everybody else will need to come into the pit lane, and the number 66 car, assuming it can stay on the lead lap, which it should be able to do, 
then uh, and when it comes out of the pits, as it comes out of the pits, then it should be fine to good to go from there, and it will leapfrog everybody else when they come onto pit lane. So everybody else now is kind of gambling that there isn't going to yeah. be a full course caution. They are in the corridor of uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, of course, at, the longer the you go now, the less fuel you need to put in the car to reach the finish. Yeah, that is true. You uh, have the little stick to tap the fueler on the shoulder or the or the baby reins, the leash, as uh, Shea calls it, that you have fastened on to the race suit to just give it a little tug once it's gone through. I think in that case, they're like, don't take it out until it's spitting back at you. <laughs> Make sure it's absolutely to the brim uh, there as well. So uh, Gradient Racing taking... I think a pretty calculated roll of the dice, I would mm. say. Uh, they, well, they, I, I, I'm if, not if, sure it is. They may have had. To, I don't think they had, had to no stop choice. them, maybe but, not. Uh, but they they've looked at it. And uh, Andres Levens, who is the man behind Gradient, is a master strategist. Uh, he's pulled off some crackers in the past, so I've got to keep an eye on that car now on the outlap for Mario Farnback. He'll be slow on the outlap as he gets the Michelins up to temp and pressure. But let's see where he could go from there. Was in fifth position before he pulled into the pit lane. Uh, and there's been a shuffle around in LMP2. Oh. Well behind Jobben Oito, who still uh, continued to stretch his lead by a few tenths each lap. James Allen, however, in car number 55, uh, the uh, 26-year-old Aussie has moved his way up two positions on that lap. He got past both Matthew Vazivia and Ben Hanley in kind of reverse order because they, they were the other way around. But, uh, yeah, so he is charging. There goes 79 car. Yeah, that was, that was battling for first position in GTD Pro. Just didn't quite get it done. Last 60 minutes. Here's our final in-race update. The official... Coolant of IMSA is stay frosty by VP Racing Fuels. That'll keep your engine cool. What about keeping your drivers cool at the moment? Four and a half seconds at the front of the field. Tom Blomqvist has done the Tom Blomqvist Acura thing. The 60 car that was on pole position. He had that one and done lap this time last week to put the car on pole position. Started from pole. Now four and a half seconds ahead of Philippe Albuquerque in the other Acura, the WTR Andretti number 10, Conic and Minolta machine. Then two and a half seconds further back is the first of the Cadillacs, the Zero Two, Earl Bamba, with the blue front end to that car. The yellow front end is Renger van der Zanderich's teammate. They're on the lead lap. Everybody else is not in that category. So that's where the battle is. In LMP2, it's been an absolute barn burner right the way through this race. Still, Jop van Oetert in TDS racing number 35. They suffered the disappointment of losing their other car early on. They were running one and two for quite some time in the early part of the race. Proton competition doing a great job in second position. And another team that perhaps we... Associate more with GT Racing in third is the 88 AF Corsa machine. Uh, making up the top four is the 04 of CrowdStrike Racing by APR. All four of those cars in with a shout. LMP3, a little more clear cut at the moment as Wayne Boyd is clicking off the laps in the number 17 AWA. They've got uh, many laps, more than uh, a dozen laps in hand on the second, which is the number 33. Sean Creech racing, a lot of work done on that car 
overnight to get that car back into the race and they're ahead of the number 38 Performance Tech Motorsport in third. In GT and GTD Pro, it's the two GTD cars at the head of the field. Sorensen has pulled out nearly seven seconds, but Phil Ellis has now fought his way past the red number panels of the Pro cars. So that is a proper, proper gap to keep an eye on. Uh, 6.7 seconds. Let's remember that. In GTD Pro, it's the 79 WeatherTech car leading from the Lexus number 14 of Jack Hawks within second and the number three, Tonio Garcia Corvette. Meantime, in third in the GTD category, albeit sixth in that GTD GT line, is the McLaren of Inception Racing, the number 70. But remember, the 66 of uh, Mario Farnbacher just coming round. I'm just seeing, now did he drop off the lead lap with that uh, pit stop? It must be mighty, mighty close actually because they're in the same sector as the leader in class, Marco Sorensen. But they've done their last pit stop in that uh, green and white JG Wentworth car. That's how it stands. 57 minutes to go. 755 laps completed by our leader the pool sitting car from 24 hours ago it's tom bonkvist and the accurate rx06 from msr that leads we're in the last hour and the last 60 minutes of the 61st running of the rolex 24 hours at daytona is live and starts right now <laughs> 